This is Robert Merglacci, the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. This podcast is brought to you by C21 Canada, Canadians for 21st Century Learning and Innovation. I'm fortunate to have join me this morning for a Mindshare Learning Moment, Tim Gard, the Chief Learning Strategist of the Mindshare Learning Report. And uh, by day, he's an educator with the Toronto District School Board. Thank you for joining me, uh, Tim. It's good to be here, Rob. Great to talk about these things. And uh, we're fresh from um, attending uh, me, the Future of Education Technology Conference in Orlando last week. And uh, you're back from uh, the British Educational Technology Conference in London, England. Uh, So it'll be a cool podcast to kind of compare and contrast, you know, what's happening in the world of ed tech on a global scale. For sure. London was great. It was exciting. Massive conference, of course, uh, the largest um, educational technology conference in the world with approximately 30,000 plus people That's there. That's huge. Yeah. It's, from it's, all it's, over the world. From all over the world. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, it was definitely so that must have had a cool kind of vibe to it. It, it, it did. Um, and, and the great thing about it was on the floor, they had um, various countries in the European Union had their own sections. So you could see what was happening in different countries like Norway, um, Israel, um, Sweden, Finland, so on and so forth. So it was quite. You quite didn't mention. You didn't mention the U.S. <laughs> Let's <laughs> well, not go there. Well, yeah. No. Well, no. Of course. Yeah, yeah. There well, are many were, a Cana- a U.S. Ab- companies. Absolutely, absolutely. They're all over the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, Microsoft had had a big presence. Uh, speaking of the U.S., yeah, Microsoft. They're on fire in in education with uh, the whole STEM focus. They they are, and uh, with hacking STEM for sure. They're they're really. You know, taking those those ideas and working it out, and and uh, you know, showcasing to educators what you can do with with uh, their product and with other products. Yeah, and then uh, we um, also had uh, other. You know, so the Raspberry Pi originates from from the UK. That's correct, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So the presence around around that type of technology. There was, yeah. In fact, um, in the in the Steam trail, you saw the Raspberry Pi three, um, which is the latest incarnation, I think, of the Raspberry Pi being used in, in different uh, ways and, and, of course, very unique ways. And, and just leave it to those innovators that that take yeah. something like that and can apply it to different contexts. And saw a lot of that. And it's really about the democratization of of learning and technology when you're, you know, producing computers that are you know sub $100 and and accessible to everyone pretty much now oh and that should be the name of the game right I mean that's that's what we should be doing if we really want to make an impact in the world of education then these tools which can be very powerful we want to be able to make um, available to everyone and coming back to Microsoft for a moment so I believe I heard they came out with a sub $200 computer Uh, I'm not sure if it's a tablet but uh, the good news is Costs are coming down. That's right. Um, Microsoft, of course, with their latest uh, OS for education, um, you know, they uh, Windows 10 S, I believe it is. And of course, one of the movements with that is to encourage, um, you know, third party solutions to to develop computers that are you know less expensive. And of course, they're competing in the world of Chromebook, and so they right. need to come up with solutions <laughs> that are going to be um, robust and powerful, and and yet cost effective. The Minecraft. Uh, t- let's talk about Minecraft for a moment. Were they uh, was there a big presence around? Um, definitely, as always, um, Microsoft, of course, has purchased um, Minecraft Edu, 
and they were there in a big way showcasing what you can do with it. And, and again, it was very practical. This is what you can do in the classroom. It wasn't just, oh, this is the this is the software and look at all the neat things you can do, but it was very practical. And so hats off to Microsoft for making that happen. They did that with Hacking STEM. They're doing it with, of course, Minecraft. And you right. know, I think they're, they're realizing that to get back in the education market uh, in a big way, that that's what you need to do. And I, I happen to agree with them. Now, the, um, I met one of the founders of Minecraft at uh, FETC, and they are replicating uh, that concept of Minecraft in other gaming environments, which is super cool when you think about it. No, that's right. In fact, there's a French company there. I, I don't remember off the top of my head the name of the company, but they have produced a similar sort of environment where they're incorporating. It's just purely about education, uh, even at the point where you can develop a virtual robot and, and uh, design and, and code to a robot in this three-dimensional world. And so it was kind of cool, right. very cool to see awesome. that happen. Speaking of robots, robotics, uh, big presence? Uh, STEM, STEAM was, uh, yeah. you know, probably a half the floor. Um, and yeah. what was really interesting about that was there were companies that were run by 20-somethings that were running with these um, STEM concepts or STEAM concepts. And uh, really, really neat stuff that, again, uh, well thought out and definitely very easy user-friendly for the teacher. What about some of the sessions? Did you come across any notable, some notable names presenting there? Um, yeah, I, I don't think um, North America-wide necessarily, more more Europe-oriented. Um, yeah. Europe oriented. But again, you know, the same message going out across the ocean is just happening here about um, making education relevant in real world and um, global exciting. competencies absolutely um and and that's of course as we know that's happening all the way all the, all around the world and um so you know that that was definitely present um, bob geldoff was there that's cool. i didn't take in a session because it was pretty uh pretty popular standing room, no standing doubt. room only so um any but, instruments uh in the with him or was he just I, you know I, I i don't know actually um, free concert that, <laughs> that was his drawing card right he's yeah. in his background but um definitely again pouring that whole idea of, of meeting the needs of the world but, of but you know it's, it's really important when we're trying to innovate to have people outside the sector talk about how important it is and and making things real life for kids you know like you know the student that we've got that volunteering at the Mindshare Workspace, Tenny walks in, is intrigued by her new innovative space, and she decides she wants to volunteer. You know, she's getting real life experience here. We're Absolutely. just immersive. She's updating. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. She's updating her wiki yep. and and putting us on uh, the co working wiki global. Like I'm giving her responsibilities that I would give a regular full time person yep. because she's capable. That's right. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And I agree. I mean, I mean, this education is not a silo. I mean, education is involved in everything. And, and I think what we're seeing in schools today, whether it be elementary or middle school or secondary, is making everything as real world as possible. Kids are capable and um, they look at things differently than we do um, and, and can provide solutions. And, that, and they want to do it. They want to be involved in the world because they see how important it is. Right. And, and of course, when we look at the world the way it is and, and with all the environment. And, and, and you've got your robotics club at your school at Stratton Beck and it's the yeah, kids are super engaged yeah and, hugely popular like yeah. a, a quarter of our school is involved in it um, okay and, that's got to be a record uh, of yeah. any school that well, <laughs> and, and and then it's it's difficult to how, how do you how do you meet the needs right I mean we we love to do it and and I have three other teachers involved as well and just trying to meet the needs in, in a real world um, way that of course are getting value from it and, and we're 
you know, dealing with deep learning, so on and so forth. So, but it's yeah. exciting to see the kids are excited about that. Now, coming back to Bet, uh, a former Canadian company, Smart Technologies, uh, they got their whole uh, business really uh, launched globally at, in the UK. You know, so that's right. That's where they got their initial traction. That's from, right. You know, twenty years ago. That's right. When they made a hundred million pound investment in interactive whiteboard technology but i i've heard they're pulling them out of the schools now in the uk and there's new technology that they've introduced the lcd panels among other things what uh, you met up with Giancarlo brado uh, another fine canadian who's part of c21 what uh what's what, what are they up to these days well, I think I think they're um, they're working along with Bet. Of course, they've been a longtime partner, as you said. And, yeah. And uh, the UK has been a bit of a beachhead for Smart. Um, and I think Bet is looking at moving uh, the conference or having a conference in China, and they have wow. a large Chinese delegation there. And, of course, and now uh, their ownership is based. That's in, right. That's right. In, the, in is it China or Hong Kong? Uh, you know what? It's yeah. uh, in in Asia. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I believe it is China. Yeah. 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 So so that's. Co- Pretty cool. So they're they're uh, they're making a leap into other markets. The bet is be interesting to have them uh, come to Canada. Yeah. Well, they're currently involved in in South America or Central America. They they have been there for the last I think two or three years. So they're definitely looking forward to to you know move into the Chinese market. It makes a lot of sense. And yeah, it'd be great to partner with them to have them come to Canada as well. Yeah. So let's talk about the whole uh, trend around augmented and virtual reality. Uh, uh, was that very present at Bet? Uh, um, definitely. There, uh, interestingly enough, there were a couple of companies. One that, um, one in particular that um, was creating a virtual reality solution for classrooms and for schools, which um, definitely makes sense. I mean, it is it is still in the nascent stages of development, um, but definitely there are companies that are jumping on the bandwagon, and it's going to have an impact. It's going to have an impact in classrooms and schools, and that, and that's just a truism, really. Um, so it's to see some of these companies start to develop, um, you know, this technology that can be taken into a classroom easily and used easily in a classroom is kind of exciting. You know, as I walked around the show floor at FETC and saw the immersive technologies all over, you know, from including STEM and, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality. And what crossed my mind is how are teachers, because not, I mean, you're one of, you know, some 60,000 teachers at TDSB who managed to, you know, could because of your passion and commitment, uh, arrange to be at bet because your leadership and in, in, in innovative spirit. And the same holds true with a lot of teachers from other parts of the country, but not everyone can get there. <clears throat> so how do teachers keep up to date in, in you know, uh, with the technology and that whole professional learning piece is something that I th- thought deeply about when, as I walked around and was overwhelmed by the STEM options and tools and robotics. I mean, you, you don't just pick these things up and start playing around with them no. or using them as a learning tool. I mean, no, you're absolutely right. right. Um, part of, part of that is of course, with any professional is you're always learning. 
Um, so, so if you are wanting to make a difference in the school and classroom, and of course, with students, you, you have to you have to read. You have to be aware of what's going on. But again, that that specific training that is required to run STEM in your classroom or to use robotics or even coding, um, it requires training, and and that's a big piece. We it needs to be addressed. How do we do that? How do we meet the needs of teachers who are interested? Um, how do we meet the needs of training them so that they can actually incorporate it? And not just simply bringing STEM in the classroom, but bringing in a way that, that is going to make a difference, that where there's deep learning happening, where it's real-world connections and so on and so forth. So that's a huge gap. What, sure. what, what's the role of faculties of education in this equation? I mean, you know, there's IQ courses. There's all kinds of... Yeah, the AQ courses definitely. Although, interestingly enough, if if you go and have a look at the list, of I AQs, just changed the acronym to IQ instead of AQ. <laughs> That's all right. Well, you know, it should be I guess AQ IQ. <laughs> it, it, it just seems to make sense to <laughs> That's me. That's right. Well, you know, I, I if if you go and have a look at the list of AQ courses that are being taken, of course, it's it's you know, it's more about the teaching, learning, and the pedagogy, and so on and so forth. Um, but you, you don't necessarily see um, you know courses on how do you integrate. Um, stem into the classroom and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's definitely a niche. There's a there's a gap there, and I know some companies are picking that up. Um, for example, I was talking to one company um, in the UK, an American company, and they said, "Listen, we, we don't really want to have large companies um, in different um, countries selling our product. We we want somebody to sell our product and also train the teachers in how to use it um, and and to use it well." And that's there's a gap there. And of course, they were searching and, you know, definitely you can go and find these things in different right. stores. But who's going to provide the training? Just showing up in your classroom with a device, of course, can be as meaningless as just looking at the device. So, right. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's about people and it's about learning. And it's about it community. What's uh, what were your impressions of where, you know, education is at in the UK where teachers are at versus where we're at in North America and Canada. What would, because typically in the past, I've always seen them as leaders, but you know, Canada performs extremely well in the PISA rankings, but from an innovator's mindset, if you will. I, I think it's the same anywhere. You, you're going to have a core group of teachers who are really passionate about, you know, st- staying in step with the times and, and um, making sure that their, their teaching and learning is, is relevant and is making an impact. Um, generally as a whole, I'm not sure where the UK is, is headed. I, I know that they're struggling with, with getting teachers into the ranks. Um, you know, look at London, for example, very expensive city to live. I'm not sure that, right. you know, paying teachers, in, uh, you know, enough money is going to draw the quality people into that it's profession. So it's, it's, it's tough to do that. Um, if you, if you're simply doing it because you have this huge passion, um, and you're willing to live poorly, then yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's going to work. Right. But course you know as a professional if you call a teachers professional then you should pay them accordingly yeah that makes a lot of sense and uh you know when i was at uh, the FTC conference i met up with some 200 canadians who were there so there are a lot of canadians jennifer cass is in the north yeah unfortunately it was a little <laughs> cold down there uh, we had one day of nice weather but mm. uh, you know we had the likes of jennifer cassett who's uh, written the book social media and the whole uh embracing of social media and transforming students from to you know uh, social leaders and and embracing the digital uh literacy 
mm-hmm. and uh, citizenship. Mm-hmm. That is that that is that is huge. It is huge. Um, we we always focus on the you know the critical thinking, collaboration, communication, um, and, and things of that nature. But of course, we need to focus on developing good citizens, and and of course, part of that is developing good characters. And that's also part of, of, you know, if you look at Full and Six Seas in Ontario and, and what we're doing. Um, so it, it is important because the world's changing. It's changing rapidly. We, we see, of course, we're more aware of all the problems going on in different parts of the planet. And, and you know what? We, we do have the means to solve those problems. However, we need to ensure that all of humanity is engaged in those problems. And what better place to start than in schools to ensure that kids are passionate about real world problems again as i've said repeatedly but you know how can we engage them in in making sure that these problems are met head-on with with innovative solutions and so where do we go from here we're shifting from you know letter grades to competency-based learning Mm -hmm. and uh it's exciting to see that a university in um in BC has uh, indicated that they will now be basing the admission requirements and competencies and not um, not letter grades. Yeah, and and I think that um, you know most most people are aware of, of that. I mean, the letter grades are again in Ontario. That's being I think addressed partly in, in the new report card that's coming. Um, but how do you do that? I mean, it's it's a huge transformation. Um, to move from you know that that sort of standard sort of way of doing things and assessment evaluation to to moving it more into creating digital portfolios and and the competency based sort of stuff that that makes a lot of sense and it's not easy to do. Well, with that, Tim, thank you so much for your time uh, this welcome. afternoon. Welcome back to Frigid Toronto. <laughs> yeah, and no you doubt, were, no doubt. And it was. Uh, kind of burst there no doubt this well time i mean it's it's typical london in, in yeah. january it was cold that damn and cold. damp and i think we had one day that was sunny but uh, that's okay i was inside most of the time anyway so that was tim gard digital yeah. learning strategist to the mindshare learning report and tdsb educator my name is robert Merdlanch of the mindshare learning report be sure to check out www.mindsharelearning.com to get your latest issue of the report and until next time keep the learning curve steep.